got a full lineup of great calls this week, but more importantly, your great movement toward your great future, right? One step at a time. I read the thing, if you can't do, uh, if you can't do great things, uh, do small things uh, with greatness, right? This, this morning. So if we can't do great things yet. Let's do small things with greatness. Um, so one step after another, success is just a compilation and the compounding effect of those steps taken. Uh, Going to read off the production real quick. Uh, Brandon Pack, direct to Jody Matney. One app for 708.12 so far this week. Julia Smith, uh, direct to Mike Murray. One app for 1105.44. Uh, great job, Julia and Brandon. Uh, Jason Brown, direct to Joe Mastriani. So far, one uh, rewrite with Carrie uh, for 929 APV. Great job. Uh, Scott Dickinson uh, started off the week with a direct Amanda Rudloff started off the week with one app 245.88 now approved love that uh, Julia Jenkins direct uh, to Hannah Grace uh, four apps for 40 nice work Julia four apps for 46.74.24 um, excellent looks like she even got her uh, audio coming through too we're, we're fine we're 10 out of 10 this morning all right, Karen Zelaya, direct at Ronsal Larrigan so far for the week. One um, app for 1988.40 with five new business partners. So uh, five people, um, I would guess, with onboarding applications filled out. Is that right, Karen? Awesome. Great job. Um, this Friday, there are boot camps in Houston, Texas, and Asheville, uh, North Carolina. Um, I'm going to let somebody else speak to that tomorrow on the help desk call because I don't know about the one that's this Friday. I would assume that's uh, Amanda Redloff uh, and uh, Rachel Drunigan and Jenny Zimmerman. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure who's running that, Amanda. You nailed it. You nailed it. You don't even need to be here, Brian. You nailed it. I, I know. I know. That's, <laughs> that's, that's why I, you guys tell me to leave and I leave. <laughs> so. Um, so fired up, would love to, it's 12.04, we're four minutes past hour. I'd love to take just a couple of minutes uh, to hear one takeaway that if you were at the Leaders Intensive, uh, the Engage event, um, either the first or the second one, the one for the whole company or the one for um, SFG Free, would love to hear a takeaway uh, and something you're gonna implement this week. I'll go, I'll go first because I'm unmuted. Is that okay? That's great. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, uh, I say that and I wasn't ready to say what I was going to say. Uh, I, I heard Drew McClure say, nothing scarier than when you're counting on other people to be the constants. And then, and then I wrote down next to that, don't pass that stuff down. Don't pass that stuff down. Um, and so uh, that's something that we're going to be talking about over the next few days. And that's something that I'm going to be acting on. Um, uh, and part of what we're going to talk about today, Brian, in terms of these, these seasons of the business. Um, mm. so that, that's, uh, that, that was a big takeaway for me for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Who's next? Alan Smith direct to Jimmy spilled dinner. Hey, Man, what is so crazy. There's so much, um, so much, but the thing that's really stuck with me is, um, Sicily 
Newsom talking about uh, us having having strength in our in our business, which would be like um, you know putting your head down, doing the dials, doing the interviews, running the appointments, doing the work. Like your head's down, you're focused on yourself, and you're it's intense. Like you believe in yourself to get the job done, and you're you're strong in your business and i have strength in my business and i'm pretty strong in my body like i can i could go in the gym and you know put up um you know probably 250 275 on the bench something like that um and i'm 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 a pretty strong dude she talked about uh stamina in your business which is having your head up and and uh seeing the the vision and and like you're you're gonna get there you're taking your time you're not in a big hurry you come with with people you're relaxed you're in your comfort zone but your your head is up and you're scanning ahead of you and i have you know somewhat stamina i mean i can do a 5k right we've seen that brian haven't we you know i can handle it i can get it done uh maybe not as quick as jason brown and my wife but i can do it in costume, even you can even do it in costume. So that's the beauty. I of can it. do it. <laughs> yeah, I I can do it. And so not only in my business do I have strength, and in my body I have strength. I also have stamina in my business and my body. But what I'm missing is the trifecta. When Cicely told me to stand up and touch my toes, that was that was a challenge for me. Like I can get close, but I'm not all the way to the floor. So what I'm missing is flexibility, not only in my body, but also in my business. So I'm going to be signing up for a yoga class. Okay. Or something to that effect, because I'm going to get my body flexible first to release the whatever blocks in my head that need to be released to make my life and my business flexible to follow behind that. So for me, that was like eye opening. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. And it's amazing how we can do really well in one department, but there can be a gap over here, right? We can do really well at recruiting, but then activating, right? We're having agents who persist and develop. It's, and we can look at the one side of our business and say, yeah, but I'm really strong over there. Well, being strong over there doesn't make me have stamina over here. Being Having stamina over here doesn't make me flexible over here, right? And then once we learn how to encounter those moments and not be too hard on ourselves and say, well, that's something I have to work on. That's a place I can be more intentional and give ourselves the grace to approach that without any frustration about how things have been. Like don't we don't get locked into the past about what we could could have or should have done. We just look at the future and say, now it's time to do it. And so I love that signing up for the yoga class. You know, the brain, the brain is uh, the body is the general. The brain is are the troops, right? So we we use our body to get our brain in line. Then our brain helps to keep our body in line, and it's a closed circle. So of course, and just the attention and focus on the breathing and like just managing our state. So I I, I love. All of uh, Sicily, what Sicily brought to close us down was fantastic. That was really, really special. All right, one or two more. Let's go. Ryan, can I? Can I, can I, can I, can I ah, go yeah. for it. Yep, go for it, Rich. 
Uh, Rachel Jernigan, direct to Brian Delaney. I, I also was going to hit on Cicely's as well. She's got the most unbelievable ability to take huge chunks of information and parse it down to something so digestible and relatable to what we do here. Um, and one of the big eye openers there listening to her was the fact that stamina can actually be a trap for some of us. It is for me. I realized listening to her that one of the things I have I don't know if maybe some of you resonate with that. I have a very high pain threshold. Mm -hmm. It's not good mm -hmm. because I can exist in places that I shouldn't be any longer. And I can stay there for far too long because I have such a high pain threshold and I'm very flexible. Mm -hmm. I need to be in that strength zone with my head down, trusting that others will go take care of themselves and do what they need to do while I get stronger. Because guess what? Yoga is great at flexibility, but it also creates strength. But only if you do it every day, you got to lift your own weight in, in yoga in order to get strong and flexible. You're not ever lifting somebody else's or worrying about somebody else's. It's never a comparison factor. It's about how well you're going to show up and get a little bit better than you were yesterday or paying attention to where you might have been good today, yesterday, but you're not today. It's a very intuitive place. And so, yeah, for me, the big eye openers, I need to get back into a strength zone where I'm far more worried uh, and concerned about improving the things I need to get better at. Right. Yeah, that's so awesome. Uh, again, Rachel, sometimes, sometimes we can, and we talked about the pointless pain, right? The unproductive pain and having, if we have a high tolerance on the unproductive pain, right? That doesn't necessarily, uh, that's not necessarily a good thing, right? But if we if we can have a low pain tolerance around unproductive pain and a high pain tolerance around productive pain, now we're going to get somewhere, right? Now we're in those places that we don't need to be uncomfortable in our life, like low bank accounts, right? When our bank account, do we have to wait till our bank account reads on empty or a quarter of a tank or it's like, hey, this is an emergency you need to pull over, right? Or can we just top it off every day, right? Can we just Can we just put that little bit of extra in? and have that be able to notice things sooner so that we can use that, that we can build off that and we don't have to go all the way down to the bottom only to try to climb to the top and higher. Um, so that's so powerful, Rachel. That's awesome. Uh, go ahead. We'll, we'll have Jake, uh, we'll have you wrap us up. Okay, great. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Um, and it was awesome. Like all these events, um, what you get from the sideline conversations is so powerful. I mean, mm -hmm. just so many different conversations I had and I was looking through my notes so much of what we do is like dealing with that narration in our head that's constantly going every day. And so whenever uh, Drew McClure speaks, I'm writing as fast as I can, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things he said, uh, my one thing, and I'm you know implementing it daily, as you know, but <clears throat> I paraphrased it. It says, when you feel really safe, you have no problem being yourself. Mm -hmm. So take away the crap that makes you feel unsafe. Mm -hmm. That was like a, a bomb for me. I love that. So that's it for me. I know uh, Gavin was with me and he had a, a couple of things too. I think he's not feeling so great this morning, but um, just again, like I said, the sideline conversations, very first night we went out to dinner with Jason Brown. He, he tore into some things with Gavin and, and I could tell it just like had a, a redirecting kind of effect on him. So Awesome. I love it. I love it. Many of you as agency owners uh, just received the book, uh, High Performance Habits. Uh, we're going to be all independently digging into that as a leadership team. That's going to be something that we start to bring onto this call. 
So if you didn't receive that in the mail, but you want to read along with the, uh, every single agency owner in our group, I highly recommend you pick that book up, High Performance Habits by, by Brendan Bouchard. Uh, phenomenal. Uh, yeah, love that, Alan. Um, just got done listening to his, uh, his audio book, Six Habits of Growth. Uh, if that was just a taste of what's in high performance habits, I'm so excited for what's, uh, what's going to be available and what I can unlock uh, in order to get to the next level. So in order to uh, set us up for, in order for us, in order to set us up for the win, right? We have March, April, May. We are one third through the, uh, through our season so far, because we run our seasons March, April, May, and then September, October, November. Those are the times that we push collectively. Of course, if you're in a different situation, you need to push off season, then do it. But today we wanna to talk about the nature of these seasons, what we need to be doing, what we need to be learning, and how we need to be growing. And I can't think of anybody uh, better to talk about this, especially since he brought this idea to me uh, than uh, Rob Perley. So let's give him a hand as he, uh, as he brings this. Feel free to unmute and... Look what you did. Yeah, love it, Rob. Uh, we were talking the other day. We were talking about the importance of seasons. This is something that you've really grabbed, grabbed a hold of with your context of coaching in the past. You understand this. You understand how people work in seasons as well as the ideas that Jim Rowan has brought to the table as far as gro uh, growth and life and season. So very excited. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to hand it right over to you and let you rock, roll with it. And if there's anything you need, let me know. That's great. And, and please jump in uh, at those times where you know that it's the right time. And then we'll, we'll kind of play ping pong with each other on that. Um, so thanks for that introduction. Uh, my name is, is uh, Rob Perley, regional agency director, uh, direct to Colin Gillum. And uh, just uh, like sometimes we go to those events, Jake, you know that sometimes we go to those events and we just need a little bit of a checkup from the neck up, you know, and sometimes we also need a little check in uh, in internally as well. And uh, we, we've been we've been celebrating on this side and we've been in that season of just feeling really good about some things. And, and it just came at the perfect time for us because it was time for us to kind of step into this next season. And that's part of what we're going to talk about here. We're one hundred and thirty five days today. We're one hundred and thirty five days uh, from Denver. OK, as, as the company did. And we've announced that. Right. Like I didn't drop the, the like we're good there. OK, so we're one hundred and thirty five days from Denver. And so what I'd like everybody to do is just like you would take a piece of paper and just like you would create, whether that's your cash flow quadrants or your support challenge matrix, uh, go ahead and let's just go with a vertical line and a horizontal line and create those four, those four boxes. And what we're going to talk about today is what I think are the, the four seasons. Okay. The four seasons in this business. All right. And they're four, like the, the I have lived my life, my my life since I started playing sports as a you know ten year old, uh, in seasons. You know, and it's like you didn't realize it until maybe, and and then I was able to, as Brian said, just to bring that perspective uh, over here into the business. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning. And so let's start with, uh, if we're looking at in this, the top right, bottom left, that doesn't matter to me. But the the first quadrant uh, that I want to uh, that I want to talk about is what we would call the regular season. 
Okay. The regular season. And, and when I talk about the regular season, I'm talking about like day one through 60 in what we call the 90 day madman cycle, right? Everybody's heard that language from cascaded over the years from Casey and Brandon down to Edward, to Brian, uh, to, to Jimmy, to Trey, uh, Air Sicily, and so on and so forth, right? This 90 day madman cycle. And when I, th when I think of that 90 day cycle, I, I break those first 60 days, day one through day 60. That's, that's that regular season, Brian. And the first question that I would write down, if I was anybody, I would write down is what's the, what's the game? What's the game? Because, because like for us, for me at 120, I, I was telling this to uh, Hannah and Emily, I got two seasons left. I got a 125 season and I've got a 130 season, but if I'm brand new, maybe I'm in my season, new agent season, right? Maybe, I, maybe I'm in my, uh, maybe that season for me is going to be team leader. Maybe that season for me is key leader. Uh, maybe it's agency owner, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm identifying what is, what is the season? Okay. And then the second thing I'm going to ask is what is, what are the metrics that matter? Okay. And the company gives those to you. Okay. What are the metrics that matter based on my season? Okay. If I'm somebody that wants to, if, if running after key leader is my, is going to be my season, then I'm one of the, one of the things I'm looking at is like, I need to have five licensed. I need to have five riders ready to roll. And if I don't, it is unrealistic for me to have any expectation about running after key leader. Okay. And people will be like, well, that's not what it says. It says that all I need is me plus now you need five. Okay. Get five. If I'm going to make my agency owner, those of us that have been there, we knew that like we didn't, it wasn't that we needed uh, ourselves plus six. We really needed 10. You need 10 because if you're counting on seven, you're going to be crushed when one of them quits. And how do I, how do I, uh, how did you say that? How do I know that to be true about you? Because that was true about me. Is that fair? Okay. Slingshot bonus. I know. So when I'm in my, in, when I'm in that regular season in that day, one through 60, this is that head down work. Okay. That Cicely was talking about over the weekend. Here's the thing I know about every, every single season that I've been in, when I've been in a regular season, always two things. One, sacrifices had to be made. There were just things that I couldn't do in season that I could do out of season. Sacrifices had to be made and I had to communicate that to my people. And then the second thing is that in season was always about self-maintenance. Okay. The things that I were doing, it was about self-maintenance. That was the, it was the stretching before practices was I, I was lifting weights, but I wasn't lifting for strength. I was lift. I was just lifting for, for me. I was always doing everything for maintenance in season so that everything else could be about the push. Okay. And if that's days one through 60, then the postseason, the March madness, the playoffs, whatever that is, that was day 61 through 90. That was the third month. Okay. And the question that I always wanted to be asking is, will I be limping to the end or sprinting through it? Okay. Uh, I said to Brian, it's about, it's about two gas pedals. It's about two gas pedals instead of a gas and a brake. And when you get into the postseason, it's what you're seeing on TV. If you're watching March Madness, you're seeing everybody all in head down. We are going for it. And when it's over, if we don't get there, we are crushed. And it's all in head down. And if we get there, we are ecstatic. 
Everybody feel me on that? Okay, so my regular season is at day one through 60. My postseason is that 61 through 90, that push at the end with two gas pedals. And then here's the thing that I would tell everybody is every 90-day season here is going to have 13 weeks. Okay, you're going to get one month with a five-week turn-in, but you're going to, it's really a 13-week season. And one of the things that I would encourage everybody to do is identify the metric, the weekly metric that if you hit that, it qualifies as a win. Let's talk about some of those metrics let's, so that we can get specific, right? Um, because for me, it was, you know, you, you control your activity uh, until you control your results, right? And that's uh, beginner, beginner level, right? Not bad, not, not, not bottom, just beginner level is being able to control our activity, right? It doesn't take it doesn't any take any skill to put in effort. I forget who said that, but it it's, it rings true for me. So, what are some of the metrics that you have seen uh, that you have used personally, and you have also seen uh, Hannah and um, Monica uh, use successfully? Yeah, and and it's, now Julia and now Julia Jenkins. Okay, yeah. so so Julia, we see those two apps that come through this morning. I think that puts her at like nineteen for nineteen for the month of May or for the month of, uh, for the month of March. Okay. So we've, we've, and, and so here are the things that they did. Uh, this is now we're talking about in your first three, six, nine, 12 months. And I was the same way. Here's a metric purchased leads every single week. Okay. Purchased leads every single week. Here's, here's a, uh, here's a second one. If they were, if they were part-time, they were going to get two two three-hour dial sessions if they were part-time and if they were full-time it was going to be three so that if i was full-time i was running after 300 phone calls 250 to 300 and if i was part-time i was running after somewhere between 150 to 200 and one of the things that we've seen with julia which is the exact same that we saw with uh travis and myself first and then monica and hannah later and, and, and now her it was leads every week and then she started part-time. So she was always making the 150 to 200. And then when she turned it up to full-time, she was 250 to 300. Her dial numbers for this week, uh, if I were just were to pull this up, now that she's full-time, uh, she posted this. Here's when she posted it, Brian, on Saturday at 1215, right? 280 dials, 45 contacts, 15 appointments. As of Monday at 1230, four apps for 4,400. So we knew it's, we know it's coming because she built the habits. Uh, she built those, those, those habits uh, from the beginning, week in and week out. Okay. And as we know, it's like hab habits become patterns and then patterns become identities. Right. Okay. Uh, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm in a position where it's like, Hey, we're going to go after, we're going to go after, uh, let's just say agency owner. What, what's been your metric, Brian, about every, every appointment booked, every appointment booked is about 350 in APV. Was that kind of the metric that you've? Yep. Every appointment booked for the team uh, was worth uh, about 300, uh, 300 to 350. You can figure out your own numbers though, right? Uh, these are the numbers that we've used three to 350. And then I had my own personal appointment because I knew that was going to be worth more. And so I knew every appointment I booked was worth between set five and 700 in APB, depending on the season I was in. And so 
using that, I wanted to buy my production because I knew I knew every uh, 50 B1s equated to four to 5,000 in APV. So I, I needed, so I had a dollar amount per lead, depending on the lead type. I also had a dollar amount per dial that I knew that I could make and a dollar amount per appointment as far as APV. This business, one of the reasons that I love this business is how predictable it is. If you just start with dollars per appointments and you need to get to, you need to get 30,000 placed, I'm sorry, 30,000 submits so you can get to the 20,000 plus placed, right? And you're looking at a team, look, look at that. That's what that's going to equate to is 100, 100 appointments over the, over the uh, month. And so 25 a week, pass or fail. 25 a week, pass or fail, right? And so sometimes sometimes the game is close when we hit right on 25, and so we want to push for 30, but we don't want to go under 25. So that's right. That's you nailed it. And so and and so if I'm if I'm making my run for key leader, one of the things I'm communicating to the team is that like I need you to post, we need you to post those dials. We're asking people to do the like one of the things I heard this week is don't lower your standards. <laughs> don't lower your standards to new people. This is like, Hey, here's what we do here. We dial and we post, we dial and we post and we need those numbers for accountability. I want to see your total. I, I want to see your total appointments booked and I'm going to show you my total appointments booked, of course. Okay. So that I just know, like when I can remember Hannah going through uh, her agency owner run, there would be Saturdays where her team would have like 65 appointments booked. And I'd be like, y'all are about to have a huge week. Okay. And she's like, well, how do you know that? I was just like, because of the amount of appointments you booked. And there were other weeks, Jake, where they had low numbers of appointments. And it was just like, Hey, if your team is going to hit the number this week, you're going to have to play. Like you're going to have to in basketball, if your team's going to win this week, you're going to have to, you might have to score 50 or 60 points. Okay. In baseball, if it's baseball this week, if your team's going to win, you might have to throw a one hitter and carry the team. Everybody feel me on that. Like it was, it was just, and so we're, we, we, and I would just encourage everybody, let's, let's get those appointments uh, by Saturday afternoon, let's get that number down and in front of people and let's get it in front of people before they start. So they know what they're running after. Okay. But if I, if we use Brian's example of, uh, let's say, uh, let's say that, uh, let's say we're going to go on this key leader push and we're going to, we're just going to do it for, for 60 days. We, we know, uh, we know that we want to, want to what submit about 10,000 a week. Is that, is that a fair number for a key leader push? About 10,000 a week. Mm -hmm. And so we, we just work those numbers backwards. Right. And my phone's uh, playing games with me. I work those numbers backwards and I say, okay, that's going to be about what? 30, 300, uh, 30 appointments. Right. And if that happens, if I'm playing a eight, an eight game schedule, and if we do that uh, six of the eight weeks, I'd be looking at that. Like I just went six and two in that season. That's pretty good. Okay. And you, you choose your metric. Does that, does that make any sense? Or is that getting a little confusing? Now, I, th I would love for you to explain that because what people do is they think they have to have a perfect season in order to have a, in order to, in order to win big, right? When perfection is not required, practice and progress are two things that I should, uh, I should uh, demand of myself practice and out of that practice, I should expect progress, right? And okay. so for what I love about 
this idea is that we're not trying to have a perfect season. We're not trying to be the Dolphins. We're not trying to be, you know, and we're because what we end up doing is we is we lose one week, right? We lose one week out of the season. We throw the whole season away. Oh, well, I guess I'll start again next time. What we have to realize is we're going for a record, not perfection. That's right. We're going for that winning record, not perfection, right? That's it. And so we identify the metric. We run after it as a team. And and what we're looking for is like, I can remember saying this to Monica. I was like, look, let's just go three and one. Let's just go three and one. So if, if you have that one week where you're just like, man, that sucked. The dials were down. We couldn't get, I mean, unless somebody knows something that I do, we all go through these spells where people just don't pick up. We stink on the phone for a week. We get our teeth kicked in. People say they're going to be there. They're not. Or how about this one? How about this one? You book 12 appointments. And the one, the one part of that you can't control, you book 12 appointments and six of them are with 25, 25 year old single people. And the other four are with 70 year old widows. Like you can't control that. You can't control that. You just, you just, you fall in love with the process. Right. And so, and so we get to what you want to do is you want to put yourself in a position where you're like, Hey, after two months, after that regular season, you're six and two, you're seven and one, you're five and three. Now it's, now it's the post. Now it's the postseason. Now it's time to go all in. There's, you might not have the ability to go two and three in the last month, right? You might not be able to go one and three in the last month. This is where you don't have to be perfect, but you need to be good. And if you're good at the end, Here's the thing is that if you're good at the end, you won't be limping across the finish line. You won't be sweating it out. You won't be calling your upline being like, oh, just give it to me. It was close enough. That's what happens if you limp across, if you barely hit the minimum or you're running up against the minimum versus uh, being at your best at the end. Being, I remember with, with for Monica's third month, they hit the numbers with like 10 days to go. And it was, it was before Thanksgiving. She was just like, I'm hosting my, she had that holiday feeling that we all talk about, right? Uh, that chest, chest up, chin up on your toes, where it's just like, I did the work that I needed to do. And I smoked past the finish line the way it's supposed to be. Anything you want to add on that, Brian? I think that's, I think it's just so important. Just realizing how can we take the emotion out of the event? You know, to me, that's the most important thing. I want to be able to look at the numbers. I want to, I want to use my emotions for energy to move forward. I don't, I, I want to be able to use the numbers to give me clarity, right? Because emotions are energy, numbers are clarity, right? And I, I think that's, it's so important to set ourselves up because a lot of times what we'll not realize that we're doing is we're waiting to the last minute to win, right? And that strategy leaves us susceptible to too many circumstances owning and winning the day rather than our habits, right? The, then us controlling the thing, controlling the knowables, controlling the things that are known and continuing to up our game. So look at, look over your numbers, do the math and get, allow the numbers to give you clarity and get emotional about the activity, get emotional about that completion of activity, put, put your effort in there, really drive toward that. Because if I can just look at it, I can say, all right, I know that in order to hit this, that we're going to need 100 appointments this month, fired up. Let's see if we can get 30 knocked out this first week, right? So we can get ahead of the game. Let's see if we can get 35, because that's going to put us on the on track to be at, uh, to be at 9,500 to 10,000 in the first week. And we're already, we're, we're already setting ourselves up. So everything doesn't have to go right to win, right? People who I know who win, 
not only does everything not have to go right, but very few things have to go right for them to win. And I'm proof of that, right? I just a couple of things I needed to do that. I needed to uh, roll with the four cornerstones and the four keys. If you don't know what those are, that's what's going to help you to give clarity and be able to put your emotional drive into the right places. Yeah. The other thing I would say just about around regular season and postseason is when it comes to um, uh, when it comes to yourself, right, with that relentless pursuit of personal development, those are not the times. It, this is my opinion. Okay, Brian, feel free. Those are not the times for me to be 90 minutes in the morning in book and another 20 minutes journaling and then a podcast and then a head. It's like, no, no, in seasons about the work. Okay. And it's about maintenance, right? It's not that I'm not reading. It's just that I'm not reading like that. It's not that I'm not journaling. It's like, I'm just not journaling like that. I'm just not, I'm not into all of those different things. I'm just getting the minimum effective dosage when I'm running, because there is a season for me to go all in on those things. Yeah, you're exactly, you're exactly right. And I think that's a mistake that we can make is we can, we can be like, Oh, I'm reading. Well, have you, uh, I remember talking to a mentor and I said, uh, of mine, and we used to meet twice. A, we used to meet twice a week and uh, we would play chess. And I, I was sitting there drinking coffee with him. I was like, what book should I read next? He said, I don't want you to read any books. You know too much and do too little. And I was like, okay, it's time for me to go. He said, I want you to start implementing what you already know, because right now all that stuff that's stuck in your head that needs to get to your heart, hands and feet is not going there. And just to add more things into your head, that that's going to put you into analysis paralysis. Let's go execute, you know, use up all the value of all the things that you already know, and then grow that with more information, more feedback from the work I did and the results that I got. Uh, it's it's so, so powerful and important to be able to know what season I'm in so I know what the, um, uh, what the minimum effective dose is in that season. That's right. And... Brandy, th this is the feeling you get when he tells everybody that he was talking to a mentor when he just rehashes the conversation he had with you. But instead of saying like, this is what I told Rob, he says, this is what somebody told me. Um, so that's good. That's good. So no, I told you because I was told it. I want you to know that these are not hypothetical circumstances. This is real stuff that happened because I would have never told somebody not to read. Not one time. It took his wisdom that I had to borrow. So yeah, uh, I promise you, if I say that, I'm not just creating a story. So in order to set something, even though it might feel like that sometimes, okay. I had to hear it and be hurt by it first. <laughs> so. so so, let's talk about the end of the postseason because we can miss this. We can miss this next part. There, So, so that postseason ends. Here's what always happens at the end of a successful season in this business. A new running partner emerges. Always, always, because you just like you, you can go fast alone here, but you can't go far without other people. And when you get on the other end of that season, when you get on the other end of the successful season, you lift your head up and you always find somebody standing next to you. That's also got their head up because they've just been, they've just been running with you. They've been watching your moves. They're just like, I, like, I didn't know if I could do it, but now I know I can do it. And I've seen what you're getting and I want what you have. And if you can do it, I can do it. And then there's just like kind of what's next. So that's the first thing that always happens is that new running partner emerges. And then the second thing is as you move in from, from regular season to postseason into this third quadrant, which is your off season. The first thing that we should do in the off season is celebrate. Is celebrate so many times. Uh, we see this where people push, 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 they hit it. And then they don't take a second to just feel good about hitting it. 
right? I can remember Brian, you telling, you used to tell uh, Hannah, you'd be like, look, you've been pushing, you've been pushing, you've been pushing. It's time for you to go on a vacation, <laughs> right? It's a, and so, so some of us, before we get ready for that 90 day push, we should put something there at the end, right? This is like, I'm going to run from here to there. I'm going to, so I'm going to go, if I'm looking at the calendar, I'm going to go April, May, June and come forth the July weekend. We are doing this. I am taking my spouse here. I am doing this as a way to celebrate the work that I just did. Okay. Cause I want to train myself that, Hey, if I do the work, I get a result. And when I get a result, I get this feeling and I want to, I want to keep, I want that cycle to keep repeating itself. Okay. So we're going to celebrate that. Second thing is we're going to reflect. This is the time. This is the season. This is the season when journaling becomes really important. I think because now what I want to do is I want to go back through those last 13 weeks and I want to reflect and I want to learn. That's what I used to do as a basketball coach. I take time to go back through the season in the basketball coaching world. It was, you'd go back through the film, right? You go back through your notes, you'd go back through the statistics, you'd go back into it because you're like, I want to suck everything out of that season. I want to suck every lesson out of that season that I was meant to learn. So that as Jordan says, uh, he says, cycles turn into seasons when we fail to learn the lesson that the season was trying to teach us. Okay, that off season is a chance to reflect. And here's here's something that we all should do a better job of. Brian talks about using that T chart every single week, right? You've talked about that T chart where we put five wins on the left and two or three lessons on the right. The same thing should be done in your off season. You should lift your head up after your 90 days. You should make that T-chart and be like, here are the five things that we did well. Here are the five things that I did well. Here are the five things that I'm proud of. And then over here, here are the three lessons that I learned that I need to make sure that I pass those on so that they don't step in the same holes that I stepped in. And I want to make sure that when it's time to go for my next season, that doesn't happen again. Right? One of those for us was we, we started 2022 terribly. Terribly, it was our quarter one of last year was our, the worst quarter. We, it was the first time we had gone backwards in about four years, Brian. And and so when we put that T chart together after our last season, the first thing we did, first lesson, do not start the year down, right? Or else it's just like it's like being in the market, you're losing, and before you get back to you got to make to get back to zero before you're really at zero. That analogy was probably terrible, but um, um, and so. And so that, so reflect, learn using that T-chart, my five positives, my three lessons. And then the, the third thing is heal, right? The third thing is heal. Here, here's the thing about healing. If I'm pushing, if I'm pushing, if I've got my head down, that means that I've got blinders onto things over here. Okay. Which means that when I get, when I get out of season, when I get into that off season, that third thing that I got to do is I got to heal. I got to heal I got to heal my body. Maybe I haven't been taking care of myself as well as I could or should because I've had my head down. I got to heal some relationships because there were some things that I said no to because I was because I had my blinders on and now's my chance to say yes. Okay? So I got to heal. Uh, and those timelines look different for everybody. But one of the things that you taught me a long time ago, you used to say to me, go, hey, you stay in that off season until you're sick of it. <laughs> That's, I remember you telling me that once. I was like, when do, how do I come out of it? He goes, oh, you'll come. Brian goes, oh, you'll come out of it when you can't stand being in it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's it's so true. What we, Oftentimes what we do in those times of rest, we're thinking about work and times of work, we're thinking about rest. And so we're always using energy up to be unproductive.
right? So instead of that, how can we align ourselves? When it's time to work, we do the work. When it's time to rest, we really rest, right? And this takes practice, right? Especially if you're new to running a business, it's very easy to allow your mind to be overwhelmed by your business. And there is a time for that. There is a place for that. Because if you don't ever go through a time of obsession with your business, your business will always ask you for that time of obsession. And that time of obsession is, is regular season to postseason. That's that time of obsession. And, but we need to be able to practice breaking that and creating, uh, creating pauses in our life where we can go back and we can support ourselves and the relationships in our life that matter to us because the last thing we want to do is go season after season after season and end up that the people who we love the most who we're doing all this work for aren't there when we're and when we've won the championship right they're not there right the families break down all of those things and all all we need to do is know that if i want to if i want to dial uh, and i'm out it's not the right time to dial right because i i can i can do that I can start to pick up my phone and look at my email first thing in the morning. It's not time for that yet, but it will be. And if I can say it's not time for that yet, you'll get, you get to do that at nine o'clock. Now I've changed my psychology around. We're going to, I'm not going to do that right yet. I'm going to, I'm going to open that up. So at nine o'clock now I'm in my email, I'm like, okay, thank goodness. I feel better now that I can look at my email, but we resist it for just long enough in order to create that tension so that when it's time to go, when the gun goes off, we can go out with a sprint. We can go out and we're ready to work. And then, and then again, pause at midday. How do you take your pauses at midday? And I'm not talking about a long one. I'm just talking about an effective one. Do you take that 15 minutes at the beginning, of, at the, in the middle of the day, just to check in? How am I doing? I had a goal. I had a plan. I had a schedule for today. I had a list of to-dos. How am I doing with that? Right? Okay, what are some of the things that I've allowed to gain momentum this morning? Oh man, I got this email and then I had to check in with this agent. Then I had this, uh, I had this other thing. And I found myself, before I knew it, three hours in without having accomplished a single thing that I had planned to accomplish. But if I didn't stop and interrupt the momentum of assumption midday, the story that could have just been the story of the morning became the story of the day. And the story that could have just been the story of the morning came, became the story of the day, the week, and the month. And before I looked up, because I don't have a traditional boss and I'm my best worker and best CEO in the beginning, I've got, I know that it can become a month. And then all of a sudden, the next month, I'm trying to do the same thing that I was a month before, rather than interrupting that, noticing, and making sure that my actions are more in line with my vision and values rather than uh, rather than the drama or just regular life stuff that comes up. There will be time for that. It's just now is just not the time. And so when we practice that, we practice on a weekly basis, taking that time with our family and shutting everything down, making those times, what we realize is that we're not putting someday, someday I'll do this. Someday I'll be with my family. Someday I'll go on vacation. Someday I'll be able to uh, shut it down. Someday we're saying some today, some today. And we're practicing that because when we do someday, when we someday ourselves and all the other people in our life, have you practiced the things that you intend to produce in that time of quiet, right? In that off season, have you practiced that? Because if, it, well, this is the time I'm going to hang out with my family. I can promise without practice. It can be a little annoying, 
<laughs> like, I can promise. Like, all of a sudden, now your kids start behaving badly. Not that that's ever happened to my kids, but your kids maybe. And now my, my you know, I'll be with my son. I'm, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is like, I'm just going to go back to work because I haven't practiced it. And learning how to be intentional with that time, learning how to do the same thing with my wife, learning how to do the same thing with my friends. And what I find is that I recover. And when preseason comes and that build that build up on, and I'm ready to go, I'm truly ready to go. I'm not just still in the afterglow of the last season. I'm in preparation to have an even better season next time and to make even more ground up, not just win the same season over and over again, but win the next season. Yep. That's right. And so let's, let's talk about that last, that last quadrant. So we've talked on that regular season day one through 60. We've talked about postseason day 61 through 90, 90. We hit on that off season where we're going to celebrate, reflect, heal, and then we're going to get into the most important season in my opinion, which is that preseason is what Brian was just talking about. Okay. That fourth quadrant is the pre season. Okay. And I wrote down three things three things that have to happen during my preseason. And now, especially if you're talking about, uh, you know, going after if I'm in my, pre, so like right now we're getting ready to step into, we're getting ready to step into our preseason, which means that we're getting ready for a season. Everybody understand me on that. And so I don't know where you are in this cycle for yourself, for, for us. Okay. It's like, Hey, we're just, and I say for us, for, for the way that I look at my agency, it's just like, okay, it's been an, it's been an off season for, of celebrating, reflecting and healing. But here's the thing that's really great. The bigger you get uh, my, my off season might've been Julia's regular season. Cause she's, she's moving right now. She's moving right now. Right. And so, and so as we're getting ready for the preseason, there's three things that have to happen uh, before we're going to be ready to go before we're going to be ready to go again. Number one, We've got to build our cash war chest. I saw Hannah do this last year where she was like, I want to get to agency owner. Okay. But the thing that she did before she did that is she went on a 90 day. She went on a 90 day preseason, Brian, where she made, she wrote a ton of business. She filled up her coffer. And here's why that's important. It's because teams, teams will fail to grow here. If you as the leader don't understand how to incentivize if you don't understand how to put that type of pressure on people, the good pressure. Okay. And so, and so we want to build our, our cash war chest so that if I'm going through a key leader run, I have the ability to go to my team and be like, Hey, everybody just want to let you know, whoever we're going to do a contest this week, whoever writes the most business, how about $300 in lead credit? Right. You can't do those. You can't do those things if you don't have those things. Okay. And so I want to build up my, I want to build up my cash so that for me, I was just like, we're going to be going, we're going to be getting ready to run. I'm going to have to fly down to Laredo. I'm going to have to fly down to Laredo here, maybe one or two times. I better make sure I've got the, I better make sure I got the cash in the war chest in order to do those things so that I can show up and show out for those, for those people. Does that make sense? Okay. So I, I got, I got, 135 days to Denver before we're going to be in Denver as a team. And then we're going to get ready to push again. So it's like, Hey, I got to fill up my coffers over the next 135 days. Okay. That's number, that's number one in the preseason. Number two, I'm going to build my next team. I'm going to build my next team. The people, the players that I need for my, for the next push aren't here yet. And here's how I know that is because is because is because uh, Hannah Grace doesn't 
she she can't get the agency owner on her own. And her her two biggest players were Julia Jenkins and and uh, Johnny Rombach, who weren't with us until we had until she went through a preseason and brought them onto the team. That happened in the pre. They came onto the team in the preseason and they were ready to run when it was time for us to be in our regular season in her regular season. Does that make sense? So I got to find my next players in the preseason. Who's not with me today that I want to be with me come Labor Day. That's my thought process over the next 135 days. Who's not with us today that I want to be with me in Denver so that they're ready to go with us in the fall. Okay. And then the third thing in that preseason is that I've got to build new, new habits, patterns, and identities. This is when that CEO space matters. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need to, I need to get myself as healthy as possible. I want my battery to be at 100% so that when it's time to go, I'm going from a full tank. Okay. So that I've got space to burn when it's go time. Okay. And and then these 135 days in that preseason, it's just like, what habits have to get changed? What do I got to do better so that I can arrive different then? Because if I was that person already, our agency would be that size already. Right. It's just like, what mindsets do I got to get changed? What patterns got to get interrupted? How do I got to see myself different? How do I got to see money different? How do I got to see leadership different? How do I got to see this business different between now and then so that when it's time to go, we go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think this is a great time to communicate about what this is going to look like to the, your support system and the people around you. Right. Anybody who you want supporting you in this time, whether you're part time or you're full time. Give them the level of transparency that, hey, I'm going to do my 90 days in 90 days rather than dragging 90 days of workout for a year. And so I just need your help. I need your support because I really want to make a go of this. I want to see how good I can get over these next 90 days. And right after that, you can count me being being back in full swing. Right. Um, And during that time, here's what you can expect from me then. Right. Here's what here's how I'm going to play my part, because just because you have a reduced role doesn't mean you're still not in the picture. Right. And it's it's learning that it was learning for me how to how to get better at doing multiple things at once. And there's some people who are sitting here now and they're like, they're like, well, I don't know where to start. Sell. Learn how to sell. You have to sell stuff to make money here. Get good at selling. If you're waiting till you learn how to do advanced markets before you sell, you're going out of business. You're shooting your business. And then wondering why it has a limp, right? Don't do that. Grow cash flow. Don't. Uh, well, how do I get my mindset right? Sell. How do I get people to trust me? Sell. How do I get better at selling? Sell. Right. Sell. Go out and protect families. Go do this damn thing. Because if you can't do that, you can't do anything here. So at the same time, we build an agency. Because and here's the one reason. Here's one of the reasons that I built. I built an agency. Because I suck at staying accountable to myself. I am not good at that. If it just comes to letting me down, I'm willing to let me down. I'm even willing, I was even willing to let Edward down, but I wasn't willing to let anybody on the team who I would I felt a responsibility for. I wasn't willing to let them down. And when it when I let them down, it really hurt me. And in order to not let them down, I had to do one thing. I bet bet you guys can't guess what it was. I had to sell. <laughs> I had to sell. Right. We can sit here and we can talk about high performance habits. We can sit here and we can talk about all these things, but you have to sell. 
And if you're not selling right now, you got to start selling or you got to go do something else. One of those two things. That's it. And take all the other mental gymnastics out of this. You have got to learn how to go through the process of getting leads, booking appointments, uh, running those appointments, protecting those families, getting deposits. How many times can you do that? Can you get the quantity that you need to get? And then can you increase the frequency of how soon you can do that? Get to five, How soon can you get to 5,000 starting now? Starting right after this call, how soon can you get to 5,000? Is it going to take you a month? Is it going to take you three weeks, two weeks, one week? What is it going to do? And then collapse that time frame. Some of you are the next level experts at this. I'm not talking to you. What I'm, uh, what I'm telling you is if you have people on your team who are looking for, who, are, who love the self-development, but that self-development isn't leading to sales, all, all you've done is improve their ego without improving their results. We have to sell things. That's what we're here to do. That, that's what we have to do. And so if you're showing up on this call and you show up every week without production, it's a failure. I just want to be clear. It'd be like showing up to showing up to practice without pads and, and sitting in the stands and, and you know being a spectator. This is not spectator time. This is this is player time. This is what we do. We play. And why? Because if it wasn't for my ability to sell in the beginning, I couldn't have put $40,000 into this event this past week in order to make it a great time. If it wasn't for me selling, I could never take vacations at the end of these 90-day sprints. I wouldn't have been able to buy the books, incentivize the team, grow, grow the agency if I wasn't selling. Go sell. Learn how to sell better and learn what it takes to get better at that. Because if you stink at that, there's no workarounds for that. You're, gonna, you're just going to stink at that. Go to a different company. If you have problems, uh, uh, yeah, that's right. It's evidence, right? It's not a feeling. Pile evidence up in order to build certainty. And I'm so strong and passionate about this because here's what I know is happening right now. There are people who are going into credit card debt in a business that it's easy to make money in. See, I, I don't believe that this is a good opportunity to make, to make less than six figures if you're here full time. That's what I did in my first year, but I had to get over that. It was in my second year. So if it takes you a few years to break that six-figure mark, who cares? Great. That's awesome. Let's break those routines. Let's break those habits. Let's get out of the 92% into the 8%. Let's go do that, right? Let's do. Let's give ourselves enough time. But if I find myself stagnant, repeating the same day, week, month, and year over and over again, what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm not solving the basic problem that I need to solve. And if I solve that problem, it's going to unlock the next level. If you haven't solved the problem of 5,000 in a week, solve the problem of 5,000 in two weeks, and then learn how to solve the problem of 5,000 in a week. There's plenty of room to learn here, but we have to actually be learning, not just repeating the same mistakes over again, because 90 days, it's 90 days of growth on understanding and of building a level of expertise. And what I want you to know is that if you're not growing yourself and selling, then you're going to be, then you may be you're, you're going to be frustrated. You're just going to be another bad review, right? You're just going to do that. I was moments away from being a bad review in this business, but then I learned how to sell and I learned how to set myself free financially. And then I was able to give that gift to other people. So if you feel great on these calls, but you're not posting your production beforehand, let's get out of that habit. At least by Tuesday on help desk call. By the time Jake is running that help desk call, how much production are you going to have in the bank account? Because I want you to be rich. I want you to be extremely wealthy. Is it, is it okay for me to want that from you guys? 
Like, I want you to be so wealthy that you stop thinking about money and just start thinking about people, relationships, freedom, generosity, uh, these higher order things. But we have to take over first order in order to get to higher order. But that doesn't mean we have to go 13 and 0. We can just do eight and five and still crush it. And I, that's why I love this concept, Rob. Yeah. I'm going to get off my high horse because I know I just offended somebody. So if you want to wrap that back in, then. Uh, well, yeah. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll say this. Um, uh, I remember having a conversation with Monica right before uh, before her, her bush in the fall. And I, I remember saying to her, I was like, and here's the thing. If it doesn't happen, okay, if we say here's the season and here's what we're going after and we don't get it, it'll be the best thing that ever happened to your business because you will have evidence of all the things. You It'll, it'll just lay itself out for you. You'll be able to look at it and be like, we weren't able to do it because of this. And now I know that when I get ready to go again, when I get ready to go again, I'm going to make sure I got that part fixed. Right. Uh, I was watching uh, the Ohio State women's basketball team upset UConn in the in the women's tournament on Saturday. And it's the first time I'm going to get these numbers wrong. It's the first time in like 17 years that UConn women uh, won't be going to the final four. This, it was an unbelievable number for uh, uh, success year after year. And, and at the end of the third quarter, this, this was so powerful to me as I was just watching it from the kitchen. At the end of the third quarter, an announcer grabs Gino Ariema, UConn's legendary coach, pulls him out of the huddle to do an in-game interview. And they're down like 10 or 12. And she, she asked him a question and he already knew. He already knew, Brian. He goes, all the things that we've struggled with all year have come to fruition today. He, he already, I, I looked at Jen and I go, oh, he already knows. And all that is, is because he, he, he runs a, a business where he knows his metrics, right? He's on, he's on top of what they need to do. He's recognized that, hey, it's not going to happen. And he already knows why. And had that happened to Monica, Jake, the, the lesson was just like, this will be, if, if it doesn't happen, this will be great for you because you're going to learn the things that you have to know at some point. And there's, you've said it a hundred times, you don't learn how to swim in the library. You got to get in there. You got to get in there. Okay. And so I, I just, that's it. And then you put, you put these seasons to bed. Right. You go back through, you learn the lessons that you, you were supposed to learn, and then you put it to bed and then you get yourself ready to go again. And that cycle, Ray Dalio talks about it in his book, Principles, right? It's that site that never, that never stops. That never stops. Okay. It's just like, all right, we're going to, like, I, I was thinking about uh, our agency this morning. It's like, okay, we're going to run after 125. Then we're going to run after 130. And then Hannah's going to run after 130. And then Monica's going to run after 130. And then Julia and then Rosa. And, and, it, and, and we know that, right? It's just season after season. But being, but I guess what I wanted to communicate today is like, let's just understand what season are we in? What are we running after? What are the metrics that matter? Okay. And then let's be, let's be our best in the season that we're in. Love it. Some of that. I hope some of that lands today, man. That's that, that all landed. That all landed. I'm, I'm so fired up for what we have going. I posted a link so that the, uh, the best way for us to guarantee, um, uh, guaranteed victory in the future is for us to commit in the present, right? If you're not in season, but you want to get in season, talk to your mentor, talk to your agency owner, because they have a, ask them about their owner's path. 
because they have one for 185. Whereas if you look on the website, it's it's or 189. Uh, whereas if you look on the website, it's like 249. Right. So get that from your uh, from your mentor, from your agency owner. Ask who has an who has an owner's pack so I can put the money down there. Right. And if you're in a position where you're saying, I don't have the mental energy, I don't have the 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 physical dollars to pay for that. Let that be the last time you ever have to say that. Allow that to be the bottom. Say never again will I be in a position where I don't have 200. And the next time it'll be never again will I be in a position where I don't have a thousand. That thousand will turn into two, that two will turn into five, that five will turn into 10. And then all of a sudden you'll, you'll find that you've created that war chest in order to grow a business and in order to create a level of security where you can show up to every day at your best, not your best minus your worry, not your best minus your stress, not your best minus relationships for people who don't believe in you, not your best minus whatever it is that holds you back, but your best plus your best plus, right? And if you give 100% of what you have to your business, your business will succeed because you will have given your business no choice, but to pay you back 100% of what it has, right? So as we grow individually, let's continue to grow together. Incredibly grateful for this team, incredibly grateful for this time, Rob. Thank you so much. Let's give Rob a shout out on GroupMe um, and just uh, let him know how valuable this is. Bye. Go going out and crushing it, having our best week ever this week, and then following that up and look at the next 13 weeks and, and be able to say, I went 13 and 0, 12 and 1, 10, right? 10 and 3, however that work, looks for you, 8 and 5. 8 and 5 is not only a winning season, but it's a setup for a step up. It's a setup for a step up, and I'm excited to step up to the next level with all of you. So you guys have a great day and look forward to catching up with you soon.